It's nothing like the baritone sax to speak to you because you're you may be in the service base. Maybe you're working in the bakery and you're listening to the show. I'm waiting for you to come in and play on air. I know I need to get the horn, but when that baritone sax speaks, it just says, you know what, no matter how bad my day was, here I'm gonna slay the beast. If you guys uh dip in and out of the show, know you can get on a wrenchnation.tv. Uh, podcast. We try to upload that every week. Thank you, my podcast familia. You've reached out. You gave us some show topic ideas. And I do want to thank you, Mr. Greg. You have brokered a wonderful guest for next week, Dave yes. Kindigit. Bitchin' Rides, he's going to stop by the show. Yep, he's on next Wednesday, and uh, I know he has some good stories. So Well, wait. and it's hard, too, because everyone is last-minute jamming for SEMA. Yep, he, he has lots of builds going on, but uh, he's making some time for us. So Yeah, we're honored to have yeah, uh, him on there. We always appreciate hanging out with you. On this show, we want to dive into something before we get into the news. I got a whole smorgasbord of recalls. Hopefully, oh. you're not in that, but, you know, Nobody technology... Technology is going to bring their fair share of recalls. Uh, many of you that listen from the service base, whether you're working at the dealership or you're in a uh, local Rockstar Automotive Neighborhood Service Facility, like ours, Desert Car Care Chandler, right? A lot of you have come in the shop. You listen to the show. We tell you don't have to worry about spending money. Just pick up a cup of coffee. We'll give you a tour. We always got something interesting. Uh, but I'll tell you what is interesting. In the industry that I love for 30 years, I can tell you the last two years, Greg, there has been, I'm going to call it an awakening. Yeah. Some would call it a shortage of skilled technicians. I'm not calling it that anymore. I don't want to buy into that anymore. I'm going to buy into what it is on its very face, an awakening. How many of you right now have had your own personal awakening? I'm not working there anymore. They do not admire me. They do not pay me what I am worth. And I don't get enough time off. Greg, you run a big uh, corporation. Do you ever feel like some of your people have shared the sentiment I mean, and I'm careful how I ask you this. I mean, you, yeah. you know, I mean, the bottom line is that there's this huge, like the media is calling it the great resignation. <laughs> I don't want to believe that. That's like a sizzle for Madison Avenue. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I think a lot of people nowadays going through the past two years, they find these personal things they want to do. They're finally making some personal decisions. They're working around to get the things they want done. So I do think there's a new momentum for people that want to set some goals and reach them. Now, what's the momentum for corporate America, whether you're small, medium, or large, publicly traded, or on a shoestring budget? Do you just sit there, cross your arms, and say, well, I can't find good people? Or do you sort of mend the history of a broken culture in your business? (laughs) In this case, we're talking about mechanics, good old-fashioned mechanics, automotive technicians. And so on this show, I wanted to dive into this deep with co-founder and president Jay Gonanen of Wrenchway. They're making huge strides. Amazing things they're doing to to encourage the youth to get involved. I love it. Not only the youth, but they've actually taken, what is the trifecta right now? The trifecta of any industry, you listening, I don't care if you're in the plumbing business, the electrical business, whatever. In this case, automotive, 
How do we team up automotive instructors, the unsung heroes who are teaching our youth? How do you team up these sh- team up these shop owners? And how do you team up the prospective automotive technician? That is right on the edge of the cliff. I've had two resumes for master technicians in the last month. And they both said, I've reconsidered. Wow. I'm leaving the industry. That's too bad. And I will tell you right now, six-figure offerings with bonus and, of course, our our tribe down there at Desert Car Care. I'm not saying we're perfect, but we're very progressive. Yeah. It wasn't a Desert Car Care issue. And a lot of you that own a business, you know, you, you're you saying, hey, I, I don't know if it is my issue. But we certainly have to look within. And Jay Gonanen with Wrenchway. I want you to get on wrenchway.com. Peruse the website. They've got a lot of good things going. They have created a resource yeah. for everyone. It's a good one. It, it puts and a it, lot of people together. And it's a new day, Greg. What I'm saying is some of these job sites, you know they're generic. Do you really got the vibe of what's happening here in the street? <laughs> no, but those generic those generic websites out there that you generic. Su- submit your resume. Some Ukrainian website. It goes nowhere. I don't want to see this. No. I want to see the blood and pulse of what's happening in my market. Yeah. And uh, Jay Gonanen of Wrenchway. Hopefully. Yeah, he has it figured out. He really does. He does. So we're going to dive in. We're actually going to share some of the industry um, behind the scenes. A lot of you have an uncle or an aunt that worked in the automotive industry for years, and they're telling you right now, don't be bothered. Don't be bothered because of the way I was treated. I will tell you there's a new day uh, for that, and uh, Jay's going to help us unwind and unbutton and unpackage that whole conversation. Uh, a lot of you are uh, driving vehicles. The worst thing that can happen for you, well, the worst thing is you don't know about a recall. Recalls have to be done. You have to. That, or no one likes them, but they have to happen. And when you get the letter, you got to get it right. You got to get it right. And a lot of you are saying, well, I don't know. I just bought this used car. Well, you guys can get on to NHTSA.gov. Our government, you pay taxes for it. Type in your VIN number if you, if you just bought a used vehicle. And find out if there are any outstanding recalls. You want to know about a fuel leak uh, or a particular software update. Uh, So there are, let me get to my list here. Uh, This is interesting. The new Hyundai uh, Sonata. This is. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to laugh at recalls, but can we laugh together? It's Wednesday, people. I'm laughing at it. Let's laugh. What is it? Let's laugh. You use the left turn signal and it works the right side. (laughs) (laughs) That's a recall, man. Let me find out the, let me get the details of this. Can you imagine Uh, getting pulled over for that? (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Hyundai's recalling more than 466, almost half a million. Wow. Now they mention variants of its Hyundai Sonata sedan. For a software malfunction that has all to do with that little blinkity blink, blink, wow. blink, the turn signal. How would you feel in the morning? You're half asleep anyway. You're drinking your coffee and you rely on that trusted old turn signal. And it goes left and you want to go right and it's right and it's left and you're confused. And you're like, did I wake up this morning? <laughs> so well, what's the fix for it? If it's software, it must be an easy It thing. is software. That's good news. Uh, yeah. So there's not any, I mean, we've seen our fair share of bad turn signal switch. I've never seen one go the opposite side. So you know that's a software. Um, Just like your smartphone, people, we say this all the time, your car is uh, one of the most complex rolling works of technology. And a software update, or as uh, we know it, a flash reprogram, Mm -hmm. will fix it. 
And um, Hyundai, get your turn signal squared away. <laughs> so how many cars was it? Uh, 466,000 wow. affected uh, cars, 2015 to 17 Sonatas. So a lot of you are driving that 15 Sonata, as well as the 16 to 17. Let me make sure I get all the disclaimers. Us, the as with the Sedona, the Kia Sedona. Oh, okay. You know, Kia and Hyundai live together, people. Uh, so that Sedona, you were not left out of this. And particularly, it's what they call the smart junction box. Not too smart. Obviously not. If it doesn't know which way it's going. It was drinking the night before <laughs> something. Smart junction box may not properly interpret the signals received from the malfunction. Interpret. That's a good interpret. word. Interpret. Well, that's what it is. Uh, you know, you got to interpret the signal. It's like you go home and you turn your switch on and it turns your neighbor's lights on. <laughs> Holy snakes, something wrong with that. Greg, give us some news in the uh, collector car community. What is shaking? Well, I got, I have a lot of few, a lot of things I wanted to share, but I want to backpedal a little bit because there's one that's really exciting. Uh, last week you talked about a Toyota truck that was bringing high dollars and and these rare Toyota trucks and pickup trucks are just the now old school coming yeah. to the market. Future classics, well, yeah. This weekend at Mecum, there's a unicorn of Toyota trucks going up for auction. Now, let me ask you something for those that are listening. They're brand new. They love the automotive stuff. What is a unicorn of a unicorn? Is it like people, when you meet somebody, they're a unicorn, they're different. They're different. Is this a different vehicle? It's not a different, but it's the one of one if you're oh, a Toyota collector. You I want see. this one. Do you know what it is? Of a Toyota? Toyota truck. What is the unicorn of Toyota trucks? Man, I like the like the early 80s Toyota 20R, uh, that 20R yep. motor, that chain-driven, that 22RE motor. Yep. Those are little sewing machines. I like those. Well, the one that's going up for auction is the Back to the Future Marty McFly edition of the black <laughs> Toyota truck. It's always Hollywood tied in. It's an 85 Toyota Extra Cab SR5 four-wheel drive. It actually comes with all the Back to the Future memorabilia. It comes with a hoverboard from the from the movie. It comes with a sports almanac. Hoverboard. Tell me about this hoverboard. Is it hover? Well, I don't. I doubt it really <laughs> does. It's it did in the of, movies. Well, that's part of the deal. That's Hollywood it, stuff. It also comes with self-lacing shoes. So this is a package deal. If you get oh, this Toyota, the whole thing from Back to the Future, Marty Fly, Marty McFly edition, you get all this. So. It's still not too late to get on the Meekum and bid on that this weekend. I'm Do we know where current bidding is? Uh, no, it'll, not go, yet. it'll go up this on the weekend. block this weekend. Meekum Auctions, probably MeekumAuctions.com. We've done some yep, work with it's them. It's in Chattanooga this weekend. So. Oh, Chat, that is actually our good friend Wade, Wade Kawasaki, yep. of uh, CEO of Coker Tire. Yeah. That's his stomping grounds. So he'll be there, I'm sure. But yeah. Man. Excited to see what that Toyota truck brings. How many of you would get down with a Marty McFly edition? Does that make any difference to you? I mean, you show up to work and. You got a hoverboard. You got all the goods from the. I mean, do that. I mean, that's uh, that will certainly. There's intrinsic value. Yes. And that's what makes it worth what it's what it's worth. It is. How many of you guys feeling the pain at the pump? Yeah. Ouch. I, I cannot believe. Like, um, so we took the RV. Which well, is, that's never good on It's gas. half family and it's half Ranch and Asian Mobile Studios. <laughs> <laughs> we took the 30 foot RV. I love my RV, and man, I kept dropping. Benjamins in that thing for gas <laughs> in California. It was, uh, first off, you know, with the bank, I mean, I could have overcome this call to the bank. Hey, let me just fill up as much and do one fill up, whatever that case is. But it seems like I stopped uh, four or five yeah. times with a dropping $100, $100, $100. Yeah, I um, went to California last month to the event at the Peterson Museum, and yeah. gas was not my friend that weekend, that's for sure. Officially, gas prices have jumped 42% in a year. Some of you, wow. blame, you want to blame something or somebody. New car prices up 8.7%. Used 
used cars they say are finally sort of flatlining. They're not. So maybe there's mm. some normalcy behind that. Uh, and a lot of you know this is uh, supply chain is real. I mean, I went out. I was out by Long Beach. There's a lot of ships out there. What do you do on a ship? Like if I worked on that ship, I mean, how right. do you how do you pass time as an employee on one of those ships? I actually just read an article. There's over 1,100 freighters sitting off of LA's coast right now, right now, just yeah. waiting to port. So, well, Biden. Uh, I don't know if our federal government can take credit for this. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that Biden called the executives at Target and Walmart, but apparently there was some sort of federal conversation wow. of Target and Walmart helping to fix the bottlenecks because of holiday sales, people. You want your toys. Everyone wants them. And you don't want to spend an arm and a leg for a little, nope. you know, whatever kind of toy I, you're looking for. I actually know a couple, I read about some or some real ta- retailers that were hiring their own freighters to bring in their property. I would believe that. President Joe Biden on Wednesday urged the private sector Stop messing around and help us out. <laughs> Work overtime. Uh, I didn't know this, but Target, most of their transport is done at night. I mean, if I was a truck driver, I'd want to do nighttime too. I don't right. want to. But uh, apparently, there's an estimated 500,000 containers that are just sitting over there. Wow. Now, on my trips back and forth to California, I am seeing this. I'm seeing these poor truck drivers, rest stops. There's like no room They're at the packed, rest stops. Right. So. Maybe some of you entrepreneurs will put up some more rest stops for these guys. But hopefully that's not going to be a problem. Walmart and Target said, along with a few other big retailers, that they would expand their overnight operations to help. I don't know. My kids don't. My kids have expensive toys. They don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling them this year it's Amazon. Whatever they have on Amazon. That's all they get. My Christmas tree is going to look like an Amazon logo. I mean, that's it. No green. It's the same. Whatever Amazon has in It'll stock. Just be a branch out of the backyard. That's it. <laughs> I hope this madness goes away because, as you guys can imagine, in the automotive parts sector, that also poses problems. Maybe your vehicle doesn't get fixed as quick. Jay Gonanen, uh, co-founder and president of Wrenchway, is going to be joining us. We're going to dive in to the critical situation. Red alert, red alert. Yep. The shortage of automotive mechanics and technicians is real. We're going to attempt to have a respectable conversation about that situation and the solutions that are happening right now over at Wrenchway.com. Stay tuned. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Over the years as a service operator in the automotive industry, owning my own shop, boy, that's a lot of responsibility. Well, if you're part of a network, a network that truly makes a difference by the way of the programs it has, like a nationwide warranty, roadside assistance reimbursement, and customer retention, targeted marketing, well, that's going to put you in a different league. You are now armed up and ready to go with a network of other shop owners throughout the country. And by the way, the technical training is stellar and top-notch. Get your technicians to actually 
train on their time 24-7 with an amazing slew of technical training programs. The Pronto Smart Choice Service Center program is something I invite you guys, if you're in the automotive industry, take a peek at it. Pronto-net.com. Pronto-net.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slight, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you, 480-248-9049, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. Well, listen up. I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern-day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority, auto parts superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority, auto parts superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check out partsauthority.com. Right on, welcome back. Rank, uh, Frank hanging out with you. Uh, Rank, Frank, you call Rank, me whatever you want, Rank, man. Rank Nation. But just remember, WrenchNation.tv. People, get on over there. We got over 240 shows, Magnus Walker. We just did a whole wonderful thing on uh, shocks and struts tips with uh, Monroe Shocks and Struts. They were on the show, which was pretty cool. Uh, we've got a gentleman, Jay Gunnan, and he's the co-founder and president of Wrenchway. Wrenchway, just so you guys know, wrenchway.com, check it out. They believe in order to combat what we talked about first segment, this sort of, this, uh, well, this just uh, makes a lot of you sick to your stomach by way of the shortage of not just automotive technicians, but people in general. Uh, that some would say, well, they're lazy. I don't think so, man. They're, and it's not that they're lazy. Um, we just need to come together. And Wrenchway does put together uh, technicians, shops, and they created this wonderful uh, process uh, as a job search uh, that highlights these top shops. And we've got Jay Gonanen. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's really a pleasure. I hear all these other names that you're throwing out there, Magnus and Dave Kindig, and uh, I've Feel uh, feel little compared to those guys. Not at all. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I think, and I think, I think Dave, and certainly Magnus. I haven't talked to Dave Kindigit yet. Of course, uh, uh, Greg Overson yep. Studio Gsupcut.com. You've you've managed and, oh, and yeah. hung out with him. But my point is this: these cats are in the same boat as all of us. I mean, they, you yeah. can't have any level of success, Jay. Jay, you saw an issue. Let's uh, let's talk about your history first. In the automotive industry, some would say, "Okay, who is this Jay guy, and how is he tied in?" <laughs> Tell us about your history in the industry. Yeah, so I, I grew up in the business. Uh, my uh, dad started a shop when I was probably about nine years old. Uh, he was in the industry prior to that, 
and um, didn't have any money, so I ended up answering the phones, doing kind of uh, scheduling. I still laugh because I write LOF on the schedule and didn't actually know what that was. I just knew that it took this specific time block. So uh, from a really young age, was in the industry. Uh, uh, as I progressed and went out into the shop, uh, that was kind of my dream, right? Was I, that, Those were my heroes. Those were the people that I saw out there. And so I, I really just aspired to be a technician, didn't even think of anything different, and uh, and got kind of a rude awakening when I got to the real world. I went off to tech school, came back, and uh, was a terrible technician. So <laughs> what, I, what I had built my entire life up to be until that point kind of got ruined when I found out I wasn't good at it. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think you said something really important. It, it, for a lot of folks, when they start something off, um, they may have had, you know, some some education behind it, and they they hit the industry strong. Knowing what you're good at and knowing perhaps what you're not, that takes a lot of discipline. Could you imagine if you did what you did and didn't reverse course and just been, <laughs> I'm using your word phrase, crappy technician? We don't need crappy <laughs> technicians, Jay. <laughs> Jay, you were disciplined, and look at you now. I mean, you were able to focus on switching over and sort of segueing. Talk to us about that. You said, hey, I'm not going to wrench. This is not my gig. It's okay. Yeah. And how did you transition from there? Well, I think it was ultimately, I, I, I said, it's kind of the industry talking to me, right? So I, I went and, and did the shop thing for a while and wasn't great at it. But I grew up in a small town. I didn't know that there were other things other than Dan's Auto Center in Mineral Point, Wisconsin, right? The town of 2,500 people. So I it really kind of uh, I found an ad in the state paper. This is before the Internet was all that prevalent and and uh, saw that I could go uh, sell parts. And so I went and, and kind of went off that route for a little bit. Um, and really, I think as much as anything, it was a confidence thing, right? Like I, I, I had just gone from being a bad technician and uh, your your kind of dreams are dashed because that's what you always thought you wanted to do. And, and there was a part of it when I got out in the shop that it, it wasn't, really my love it wasn't my passion my, I, I wanted to talk to people i wanted to really have good conversations uh with people probably too much and so uh as i got out into industry i started to see that there were other avenues right and i think that's such a such a big thing for me i guess in my career progression was uh once i got outside of small town wisconsin and saw that there were other things to do and other avenues to still be involved with the industry and not working on the cars, uh, that's when it kind of, it, it really opened up a bunch of different avenues for me. And that's, you know, I, I went through a bunch of different management positions at one point, uh, was managing a team of about 70-something technicians, I guess, uh, a, a total team. That we had parts in there as well. So I think total team was probably between 120 and 130 people. So, Jay, and, you said yeah. 70 as in seven zero technicians? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's take let's take you back. We wow. need to your day. Wake you're waking up. You've got the Java. You're in this groove. What would turn that day around regarding your team of technicians? Was it workmanship? Was it? I mean, what kept you up at night, man? With seventy That's technicians, it is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it was it was finding good quality talent, right? Like looking at that staff uh, when I was overseeing that. 
there was a pretty aging workforce in in those. It was on the dealership side, right? So in in the dealership world, it, like the, you could start to see that those really really good techs were starting to become fifty and sixty year old techs, and you know their bodies were wearing down, and and it really was an issue in trying to get. Uh, younger people in and starting to get them trained. And honestly, there was a part of it where you wanted to get younger people in prior to those those baby boomers retiring, right? Like when they start to retire, every time one would step out the door, you're like, oh, my goodness, the amount of knowledge that just walked out that door. <laughs> oh, of course, um, yeah. Really, really hard to make up. I remember my days uh, as a young wrench, uh, late 89, 90, uh, with a small dealership, and it was it was like, wow. You saw all these plaques on the wall. Each technician had this huge plaque hanging from the rafters <laughs> since 1957, and this guy over here yeah. since. And I'm like, wow, I think they're <laughs> going to bury me here. I can, I can stay here forever. But I have to ask you, let's get right on point. We have many listening that have sort of their feelings, their perception, their beliefs. You have, you have really thrown yourself at this, you and your great team at Wrenchway, and why, when you mention really hard time finding younger talent, what does that all come down to? Why is it tough today, or perhaps even not too long ago, during your era with 70 technicians, a lot of those folks that were, were aging out, why is it so difficult? What, what are we doing wrong? I, I think this is, uh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a big question, right? And I think when you start to look at the jobs that have come up for entry-level people and you look at the Amazons of the world or the Targets or some of the people that you mentioned before and some of the supply chain issues, they're paying really well, right? So when you, when you start to combat that or when you start to look at that from the standpoint of uh, a young person's shoes, they look at that and they said, hey, you know what? I can be a robot for Amazon and and do the same thing yeah. in an assembly line for, uh, you know, time after time with zero pressure other than staying in your stall and doing the same thing over and over. Or I can go learn this really, really hard thing to do. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to be the lowest paid person coming into that, that shop. And, oh, by the way, I also still need to invest tens of thousands of dollars in tools it, it becomes kind of a, an easy thing to look at as to why maybe a young person would be discouraged from coming into our industry. What are you seeing right now? Um, you're all over the country, both on the OE and aftermarket side. What are some of the progressive things? I mean, I've got shop owners listening right now, and they're just scratching their head. They truly believe yeah. that they had in a great environment. What are the progressive companies doing today to flip that thing upside down and attract younger talent let's just start i mean pay is probably a big deal yeah. or is it i mean what are the studies showing yeah so a big thing that i start with and, and i've given presentations where i use this example and i think it's a really good one just to kind of have a paradigm shift right and what that that is is kind of I, this presentation, if you can visualize this, I, I gave a presentation and I said, how many of you in this audience need a technician? And every single person raised their hand. And there was probably 100 people in this room, right? And I said, okay, so out of that, how many of you offer free uniforms? Everybody raised their hand. And then I said, okay, so 
out of that, how many of you offer health insurance? And so we kept going through benefits, and everybody kept raising their hand. And I said, so other than pay, what's really all that different behind you? Like, what's what's unique about your shop? And so I think the the beauty in that was that it kind of it it, ra- it kind of the light bulb went off, right? Like where they started to understand that you need to differentiate yourself as a shop, and free uniforms aren't going to differentiate you from anybody else. Yeah. So true. being able to focus in a kind of a marketing sense on okay, why am I different? And we do it for as, as shops, we do it for customers. We try to differentiate ourselves to customers. But in my eyes, I think we do a poor job of differentiating ourselves to staff in our internal teams. And I think there's so much value in that exercise just in to, to get shop owners and managers to think about, okay, am I really that different when it comes down to it? And and really, to, to go back to your, your initial part of the question there with young people, that's that's part of it, right? Like, if they just think all shops are the same and every shop operates the, the same and it's the same type of demographic in those shops and they're discouraged, like, there's nothing there to really point them in a different direction. And us as an industry, I think, need to really think deeply about that and understand, you know, what is unique about us? What 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 are we – what's different about us than every other industry? And I, I do think there are things. I just think we need to think – more thoroughly about those things. Yeah, if you're just joining us, we've got Jay Gunnan, co-founder, president, Wrenchway. Uh, mantra, tagline, every single teammate at Wrenchway, they show up every morning and they look. Our mission is to improve the automotive and diesel industries and help address the technician shortage. You know, it sounds simple. That's eight or nine words in a sentence. You put that up on a placard. But to roll up sleeves every day, and I've got to give a shout out to Kristen Battaglia. Yes. Kate Borowski. I hope I pronounced that Wisconsin name properly. You nailed it. You nailed it. You Kayla Maxson <laughs> and Sarah Kerwin, just a few of your rock star team. I have been involved with them. Hey, we run a show, but I'm a garage owner with all the pain points, the successes and failures, and every day we find the courage to get in. The courage to get in. The courage to have those shop owners in that room who all said, traditionally, I'm giving everything that I could give. What about something that I've seen come across the wire, and that is the sensitivity to one's time? My daughter, she's 25. She wants her time off, which includes maybe every other week, Monday through Thursday, and she's got a three-day weekend because she has a personal connection with a movement or cause that means a lot to her. Do we need to do a better job here, Jay? Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of shops out there right now that are doing a better job, right? Like, I, I think we're starting to see a, a shift in the mentality of shop owners. And and I think it the shift comes from, like, really, you know, I, I think the, the old school management mentality was you're lucky to have a job here, right? And I think when that, that shift turned, and I think it was truly because it was forced, because there's not enough good people, is that when they stopped thinking like, "Hey, you're lucky to be working here," and shifted to that, uh, shifted that to more of like a uh, something that I equate to like a football team, right? Like the technicians are the players on the field; those are the ones getting it done. You can have a GM, you can have a coach, you can have all you know, all of that great stuff in place. But if you don't have the players on the field, nothing gets done. And when you start to look at that and really look at your team as 
those truly the rock stars that they are, that, that, that they are so valuable, then I think you start to take it a little bit more seriously. And I think you look at it differently as a, as a shot manager. I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, we're humble at our place, but as the best places to work in Phoenix by the Business Journal, as a top 10 ranking Arizona automotive shop, this means nothing if I can't share it with my other peers in the industry across the country. A part of what we do on the show is that, is to be able to share with them. When's the last time you celebrated life with your people? And it shouldn't yeah. be a nine to five mantra. And I think, uh, listen, I, I, I'll get, I'll get hate on it. I don't care. But I think for years, the prior management before us, including myself, I'm going to take accountability because my first garage in 1995. It's like, okay, I'm paying you really well. I expect you to do this, and you better get it right. And that's that. And 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 don't come see me unless there's a part missing. You cannot yeah. operate this kind of uh, uh, a business today in any business. Yeah, that culture is not successful anymore. It's not because I'm not, no. and, and a lot of, I can hear these people right now. They're just sitting with me at the bar and they're saying, <laughs> Frank, this is my corporation. This is how I do it. This is my rules. And this is this blah, blah. I'm saying you can still carry on the mission of productivity and efficiency and taking care of the consumer and deal with today's progressive movement where I, I mentioned time, I will tell you right now, I have talked to many folks, youngsters primarily, that say, hey, is it possible, can I take a, can I come in at 10 o'clock? I've got something on a Friday. And of course, traditionally, we'd be like, oh, excuse me, you work for me. I don't work for you. <laughs> I mean, but what I'm saying is we have to come to terms, still get the mission of our company. And still get the mission of our communities that we serve, right? But we have to get down to that layer. Um, I just read, uh, I thought this was a tweet that went out. And sorry, I, I can't quote where it came from. But it's, it's news. It's out there. CEOs, because we're all talking about entry level, next generation. But CEOs of multi-location uh, uh, corporation, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies are getting burnt out. And, and what means most to them is time with family. Now, some of you are laughing. You're saying, well, they make enough money. They take three months a year. But it's just the mantra of where we're at as a society, and I think it does wivel down. Uh, Jay, you see this all the time in our industry. People are making some change by the way of the culture. I, I see that happening. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think you could be more spot on there, and it is recognizing burnout or recognizing that, you know what, like I, I, I go back to my time in a shop and, and thinking about how, if I had a doctor's appointment, how hard of a time I would get for leaving work to go to the doctor. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. It's it not like, I, I don't think I really understood it as different until I got into different aspects of the industry. And, and, you know, when you're in a white-collar job, there's not nearly as much pressure on you when you just say, hey, you know what, I got a doctor's appointment today. I'm going to be out for a couple hours. Yeah. When you're in a shop, and it, it's not even totally management-driven, right? Like, it's the it's the, the culture of that shop. And, and I remember uh, even when I was managing shops where it's a tech takes, a, you know, a day off, and they get a hard time over that from their peers. 
And so, you know, I think that that stems down to the culture of the shop in general and how you're hiring and maybe the mentality of the people in that shop. And granted, from an ownership standpoint or a management standpoint, you're looking at it and you're like, hey, you know what? This is awesome. These people just don't stop working. This is amazing. Right. But then I think when you focus on that, you almost miss the, the, the cues that there's some burnout happening, right? Like they're, they're you know, running ragged. And they've got some things going on at home that they haven't, that, you know, they've been putting off. And so, like, a great leadership, I guess for me, a, a, the sign of a great leader is to be able to recognize that with a technician and say, okay, hey, you know what? That person's been, they've been struggling, and they're screwing up some stuff that maybe they didn't in the past. And there's, you know, there's some issues there that weren't there in the past. Maybe something else is going on here. Let's let's have a conversation, and and maybe the best thing for this individual is, hey, go go take a couple days off. You know, go take your wife out to dinner. Go do something that is non-shop related, because I think the impact that you have there is far greater than if you're just like, okay, just work through it. You're you know you're tough. Work through it. Like I I think. That's some of the shot mentality that we've got to change a little bit. Yeah, there has yeah. to be a balance. I want you guys to get on over to uh, Beyond the Wrench podcast. There's more details. In fact, there's uh, an awesome Wrenchway blog, uh, wrenchway.com. Jay, I want to dive in a little bit about the bones of the website, how, how a technician who probably maybe they're looking for work is uh, able to browse top shops, and then also how some of these top shops in the industry are uh, able to look for technicians over at wrenchway.com. Jay, hang tight, Wrench Nation. 52% of the population family are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. You know, when we're talking about a relationship in a business, we're talking about not only relationship with your clients, but also relationship with those folks that are working hard to help promote your business. TheMailShark.com. Many of you have marketing plans in place now that are kind of shaky. You're not getting the return that you want. TheMailShark.com. Print and direct mail made easier. They will get the job done for you. You want to talk about increasing your car count. Whether you're a general repair shop or specialty shop, they have a solution for you. TheMailShark.com. There's never any money up front. They give you the ability to mail and pay weekly. Talk about helping a small business cash flow with over 16 direct mail products with both paper and plastic options. They will keep your marketing fresh. And one of the things I enjoy working with MailShark is they have absolute world-class customer service. Print and direct mail made easy. Give my friends at MailShark a call today. TheMailShark.com. Welcome back, uh, Greg Ovis to G's Up and Frank here hanging out with you. I do remind you guys to get on to wrenchnation.tv. If you're not in our neck of the woods, there are many great automotive service providers on our friends section of the website. You're never alone, people. An old man told me when you move into town, you need three things you need a good banker, dry cleaner. Well, yeah, you can't be wrinkly. <laughs> You need a good attorney. 
And most definitely today you need a good mechanic. <laughs> RanchNation.tv, your friend section, or just give us a call at the shop. Desert Car Care, you can find us all over the internet. Wrenchway believes that in order to combat the technician shortage, technician shops and schools need to work together and do their part. Work together and do their part. No contracts, no highfalutins, no perceived, no, none. just get together. I have told you, you're listening right now. You're an automotive shop owner. You're doing well. Maybe you've got some pain, but it's okay. You've been in business a long time. You want to know how you can help an instructor? Just show up one hour a month. Be the new face in that class. If you're a plumber and you've got a fleet of trucks and you're doing well, show up to the plumbing class. Nurses do it. Doctors do it. Why aren't we? Skilled trades. Yeah, show some love to the younger. A great movement behind skilled trades. But a piss poor example of how some of you doing well don't even show up to class anymore. Show up to class. And with that said, Jay Gonanen, uh, co-founder and president of Wrenchway. Sorry, I got excited, Jay. I get excited. Yeah, I saw that. Jay, welcome it. back. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's not just, I mean, you have to say, I mean, uh, skilled trades is where it's at. Of course, we're in the industry. We, we may be a little biased. So what? We love what we do. And right now we're speaking to a lot of folks out there, a lot of parents that just don't understand. They see a disconnect. Well, my son and daughter, they're, they're, they're interested, but um, I, I just don't know how to get started. Like, okay, where do I go? What do you say to parents, Jay, that, that think that uh, this uh, automotive industry is nothing but a grease pit? Well, I think that's a, that's a really common misconception of our industry, right? And I think being able to just show them and show them good shops that are out there, but not only that, hear from some of the really, really talented people in our industry. You know, I, I listened to your show and just hearing the enthusiasm you have and and really showing there's a different side to this industry and the technology that's coming and, and how how different this industry is going to continue to evolve. And then lastly, I mean, show them the leverage that a technician has right now, right? Like, when, when you look at the numbers and they are staring us in the face right now that this is this is a math problem. There's just not enough technicians in this world right now to to be able to combat and and uh, fill all of the jobs that are out there. It, it makes it a really easy conversation. And of course, I, I, I don't think there's any shortage of passion in our industry. I think there's a lot of really, really passionate people. It's getting those people out in front of those those parents to show them that, hey, you know what, we love this industry. We we love what this has provided for us and our families. And and uh, I think the more we can do that, and the more we can show off the professional side of our industry, right? And and it's really still trying to change that perception of that grease monkey, uh, that grease monkey mentality that we've had for years and years and years. Uh, really trying to. One, like I, for me, it's, it's like with our company, it's funny. In our office, we have photos of old school mechanics in here. And that was always kind of my way of paying homage to the people that came before us. The history of this business is really, really important to me. But being able to show them the vision of what's coming, uh, I think, is hugely important because that technology aspect that we have, 
might be that, that might be advancing greater than anything else that is out there right now. So being able to show that off and, and some of the things that are coming and the fact that we, we have pretty cool jobs, uh, I, I think that's a, a really easy thing to talk to parents about. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you're talking rolling space shuttles. I get to work on them every day. The space shuttle with four rubber tires on it. I mean, the new Ford has 100 million lines of code, people. I mean, you're talking controlled area network. I mean, it is not, with all due respect to the past, that led us to where we are today with the blazing technology. We always talk about this on the show. You want to be challenged. It's there. And the challenge is changing by the way of good pay. Absolutely. Let's dive into the website, wrenchway.com. You can browse for top shops. I'm listening right now, and I feel I'm a top shop. Talk to us about how that works and how... I would put my wares and highlight what I do for a potential technician candidate. Yeah, so I think to start with, it's it's important to kind of lay the, the understanding of why this is important, right? And we created Wrenchway and Top Shops, the Top Shops listings, because we felt that it was really important to get the right people in the right places. And what I mean by that is, We've got an alarming amount of people leaving our industry. They're not hopping shops. They're hopping industries. They're just flat out leaving. And so I think what happens a lot of times is a person gets stuck in a shop, and maybe it's not the greatest shop in the world in terms of leadership or facilities or whatever it is, and they just think every shop's that way. So really, Wrenchway is almost what Zillow is to housing for a technician, right? So a technician is able to look at different shops Uh, really kind of see the back end of it, see what the shop looks like, be able to see what you pay, what the benefits are, uh, a variety of different things. We we do promote a a pretty great deal of transparency, which is uncomfortable for a lot of people, right? Like that's not the most natural thing in the world is to say, hey, this is what we do. Uh, But we find a lot of value in that. And then lastly, each page has the ability to have video. And if you can get on there and show off your personality Show off who you are and like somebody like you, Frank, like being able to get on there and say, we're different. And we talked about those unique, unique differentiators before. Uh, personality is a big part of that. And if somebody comes in, I, I'm sure you've seen it before, where if you get the, the, the wrong apple in the shop uh, that doesn't fit your culture and who you're all about, it can make life miserable regardless of how good they are technically. So yeah, being able to happen. find that right fit is huge. No doubt. Um, That can happen, and it's always painful. I think most, um, we all know that no matter what you do, like you could basket weave for a living, you you own a picking apple company, whatever. You own a, you know, whatever you own, you have to grow other people. And I think the most difficult thing for anybody in management or ownership, and Greg, maybe you can speak on this, where do you draw the line, like in that growth, when you literally have somebody in front of you, that is costing you money. It's costing you time. Yeah. It's a cancer in your business. I always believed count on the team you're surrounded on for a lot of yeah, that input. Count like on we, the team, and then yeah. you'll, you'll have to draw a line in the sand sooner or later if the culture starts to change. And if you notice the culture change, then usually it's yeah. time to look at I mean, something. it's a. I, I can't use energy because that's not good no. enough. I mean, 
I'm the one uh, unicorn that uses energy. Like, I can smell the energy in a room, but that's not protocol. You can't run a business smelling energy. Could you imagine people? What, what's that? Oh, I can't work here. It smells funny. Um, but no, it, 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 and, and I relate this to, I'm um, actually, shout out to Estes Park Tire and Auto out of Estes Park, Colorado. I'm looking on the website. I see that there, there's their listing. They've got pictures. They've listed the the, the pay structure, uh, there is an opportunity to put videos. So this is a bit deeper into the color. You're actually taking uh, a potential talent to the business uh, and uh, the messaging for that. Yeah, and I think maybe to take it even a step further, uh, a really important piece is some of the backside stuff that you don't see on the page itself. And some of it is just flat-out changing behaviors and habits of a shop owner uh, or manager, right? And when I say that, we've been so used to over decades of being able to put an ad out and then have, you know, 10 people or 15 people apply to your job, and then you cherry-pick whoever you think is the best and put them in the shop. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, You're kind of, you're, you're scratching but I mean, you're clawing and scratching, just trying to get people to see your ad. Right. And so one of the big things that we promote, we've got an activity tracker on the backside where we're trying to get shops to just straight up understand that it takes work. Like there, there isn't a silver bullet out there, uh, in, including Wrenchway, right? But if you can change your behaviors and and really put a little bit of effort into it, it's just like an exercise program, right? Like if, if you don't exercise and then you try to exercise like crazy for a month, which is probably more my exercise routine. I should probably work on that. Uh, but if you if you uh, if you put consistent effort into it and you just keep compounding that week after week, and it doesn't have to be anything earth shattering, get your people to share your Rentway page on Facebook or whatever you might do. We give a lot of a uh, lot of uh, input and guides on the platform itself. But you need to take actions to really change the way your shop goes after talent and. Until you do that, you are always going to struggle. And some of that behavior change is what we promote on the backside of it. And I think there's a lot of value in that because I don't think people are used to that. They're not comfortable with that. No, I mean, what we have been used to, i got to interject, is how we were perceived by the consumer. Hey, i got raving reviews. I've got a beautiful website. I've got the bells and whistles. People can schedule appointments. They can do everything. It's convenient. But we forgot the other side of the fence. We forgot the other other side of the counter. And that's the (laughs) technician who is going to do the same. Now, we can go back in time pre-internet. That's just not how it was done. It was a different day or even early days of internet. We just didn't have the access to information. Talk to me about your Technician Spotlight series. I like that. You're able to not only just get our great top shops throughout the country, but you're also spotlighting technicians. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so we we came up with this initiative uh, a a couple months back. Uh, Shout out to Kayla on our team. She's really leading the way with this. And, Kayla's and, uh, a rock star. I have Kayla's dealt with Kayla. Keep Kayla. <laughs> Kayla's good people. Thank you, Miss Kayla. <laughs> Kayla is, is uh, she's great, but she's, uh, she's really taken the time to really sit, sitting down and telling the stories. And this goes back to the parent thing again, right? Being able to tell the success stories of some of the people in our industry, because there's a ton of them. You don't hear them often because they're, they might be kind of shoved to the, the, Decide with all the negative uh, comments that you'll see on social media uh, about people saying, ah, I'll never recommend this job. Like, you know, I've been in it for 40 years and I would never recommend it. Well, there's a lot of people with a, a different view. And 
it might be, you know, typically a more positive view than that. So uh, Kayla sits down with them, talks to them, really understands and learns their story, and then uh, types them out in blogs. And I've been blown away by them. I, I just think the world of what she's doing right there, because it is telling the story of success in our industry. And I got to say something. I got to add this. This is critical. You people listening, people, success isn't happy day, roses smell sweet all the time. I'm flying high 24-7. It is all to do with the failure points. When you have a real and raw spotlight of a technician who will share his failure points, the common mantra is courage. Let's face it. That's the common thread. You're going to fail. You're going to fly high. You're going to do all these things. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the ability to link it up with some courage, and that's what you've got with the technician spotlights, we just have a quick moment. I don't want to forget. we got a lot of folks listening. How can they register? You've got a virtual event coming, which will kind of summarize everything. It's sort of a a big United Nations meeting. We're all getting (laughs) together, and we're going to figure this out and do it happily. We're we're Switzerland, right? We try to be Switzerland. We try to be unbiased either way, like whatever, but... But it, they can go to the uh, the wrenchway.com website, and um, under events, uh, we've got a list to technician. And uh, and really, I mean, I, I'm really excited. This is our second event that we were doing. Uh, we did one a year ago. It's an annual thing now. Uh, and it really is just talking about last year's focus was how we get more people in the industry. This year's focus is two days of talking about how we keep people in the industry. And so it's just bringing industry experts together uh, we're bringing technicians into the fold. I, I, it drives me crazy if I go talk uh, somewhere and we're talking with consultants and they say, yeah, you know, technicians this, technicians that. And I, I kind of, in the back of my head, think, oh, there's no technicians here. That, like, <laughs> Yeah, you can't, you can't. No, 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 no. Peanut butter and jelly must have the jelly, too. Bring our technicians. Uh, I want to remind folks, uh, Tech Mission 2021, uh, Jay Gonanen of Wrenchway. Thank you. I have to personally thank you for all that you're doing with the instructors across the country, our educators. You're meeting up technicians. You're meeting up shop owners. You're getting some behavioral change to really fill the gap so we can get rid of all of the old that just doesn't work anymore. And I appreciate you for that, Jay, and your team at Wrenchway. Thank you for joining the show. I I, I can't uh, thank you enough. I, I truly appreciate Having you having me on, uh, everything you're doing for the industry, and honestly, you guys are just a blast to listen to. So I, I really, really well. Right on. That. We'll catch up. I want to see the rest of the team. We'll be at Apex uh, at the Bolton Technology Studios. We'll hang out. We're going to pick up this conversation. It doesn't end in thirty, forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jay. You're a rock star. Thanks for all you do at Wrenchway, and uh, big hugs to the team. Uh, you guys Thank rock. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a conversation. I mean, can you believe this? You're going to have a conversation and there's no technicians in the room? None at all. Or technicians. On all fairness, you technicians, you mechanics, you can't have a conversation without having uh, the other party in the room. We need to get together. And one thing I thought was interesting is his platform is encouraging females to be technicians. Absolutely. So that's a great thing. Yes. Everybody's included family. Uh, In fact, Tech Force Foundation, uh, one of our great partners of uh, Wrench Nation. They're making all kinds of strides uh, with women 
that are entering the trades. So there you have it. Another great show next week. Stay tuned. Meet us back here. If you're catching this on the podcast, man, we so appreciate you guys. Get into the comments, whether you found us on Wrench Nation, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, wherever you found us, we'd love your show ideas. Everything counts. We're open to it. We want to highlight the goodness in the automotive uh, industry. There's so much of it out there. And as I tell you, maniacs, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic.